I'll go find Longchamps. Take his watch. If you want, I want. As Harry moved off, Clint raised himself in his stirrups and peered through the gloom at the herd. He could see with reasonable clarity now the dim, silent sea of backs. The herd, all the seventeen hundred head of Loghorns, lay within forty feet of him, but his ears could not pick up a sound. Clint didn't mind a quiet herd, but what he missed now were the natural noises that went with a herd this size. He wanted to hear the cattle blowing off. He wanted to hear their joints creaking as they eased themselves in their beds. Instead, the herd seemed to be waiting, alert, and ready to move. They sensed something, but what it was, Clint had no idea. Riding quietly, Clint circled the herd's northern perimeter until he came upon Harry Sundown again. Harry was singing softly to keep himself company. About Sam Bass, he was singing, and Harry's gravelly voice sounded pleasant enough. It eased Clint's concerns somewhat, and he hoped it had the same effect on the herd. The two men spoke softly in passing as Clint continued on around the herd, the sound of Harry's voice fading slowly behind him. Abruptly, while pulling to the left, Clint's eye caught an old steer lying on the edge of the herd. He was snorting nervously, taking long draws of air, and seemed to be nosing for trouble. Clint pulled up and watched the steer carefully, but nothing happened. At last, the steer lowered his head. Clint took a deep breath, chided himself for his nervousness, and decided to roll himself a smoke. He hooked his leg over his pommel and reached for his sack of bull Durham. The ground shook, and the herd was off, all seventeen hundred head on their feet and running as one animal. Clint dropped his tobacco and yanked his horse around, just managing to get his foot back into the stirrup, but his mount bolted off at a full gallop, as frantic as Clint to escape the pounding hooves just behind him. Clint turned his head and caught a glimpse of plunging backs moving off to the left. They were charging directly for the camp now, and they were running straight. There was no sound of clicking horns, just the soul-chilling thunder of their pounding hooves. Clint rowled his mount and pulled it to the left, realizing as he did that there was little chance now that he could turn the herd in this darkness. He kept wide of the herd, following the noise, and worried as hell about the men in camp. Suddenly, up ahead of him, there was the flash of gunfire. Pruitt and the rest were trying to split the herd as it approached the camp. As he neared the camp, Clint heard for the first time the click of horns. The cattle were crowding now and coming together. Galloping still closer, he saw the crazed animals milling about, their heads jammed, their horns locked. Some were rearing up and riding over others, the mass of them squirming and turning like bristling snakes. And then Clint caught sight of Pruitt. His brother was right in among the heaving, roiling backs. As Clint watched, he saw Pruitt's gun flash repeatedly as the man tried to turn the cattle. He was still on his horse and seemed to be in control of the situation. Abruptly, Clint lost sight of Pruitt as his gun went plunging over the lip of an arroyo in the darkness. The horse lit heavily, stumbled forward onto his knees, his nose plowing the dirt. If it hadn't been for his chin strap... Clint would have lost his hat. As the animal gathered his legs under him, Clint glanced back. 
Cattle were pouring over the edge of the embankment, wriggling and squirming like army worms. Rowling his horse recklessly, Clint managed to outrun the cattle until he galloped out of the arroyo just ahead of him. Once again he found himself alongside the main herd, this time well past the camp. He seemed to be slowing some now, and pulling himself closer to the animals, he took out his six-gun and began firing over the backs of those nearest him. Yet they still plunged on, unmindful of his shots. He holstered his gun then and settled down to a hard gallop, intent on simply outrunning the herd. He was beginning to pull ahead of the leaders when he heard hoofbeats closing on him from behind. As he turned in his saddle to see who it was, a rope snaked out of the night and settled down over his shoulders, pinning his arms. An instant later he felt himself yanked backward, his feet pulling free of the stirrups. He felt himself begin to turn slowly in midair and knew he should brace himself.